Today, the reading of God's law comes from Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Please be seated. Verse 16 starts out by saying, these six things the Lord hates, and then it adds a seventh one, um, which is uh, also not only does God hate, but it's uh, all seven are called an abomination. The Lord hates these seven abominations. And the word hate is a very strong word. Um, It's defined as an intense or passionate dislike for something. And we usually equate feelings of hatred with sin. Uh, We're told that it's wrong to hate. We're told that people who hate are the source of all the problems in the world. And yet the Bible tells us that God hates. Not only does this passage we just read from Proverbs 6 tell us that there are seven things that the Lord hates, but there are other passages in the Bible that inform us of God's hatred as well. Uh, Malachi 2.16 says that God hates divorce. Psalm 11.5 says that God hates those who love violence. Psalm, or Deuteronomy 12.31 says that God hates idolatry and that he hates false worship. Of course, when we read in the Bible that God hates something, we understand that God is doing this righteously. Uh, it's actually when we stop and think about it, if we really process what's happening here, um, what, what, what God is doing is, um, when he is hating, is the actual, the counterpart to love. It's because God has a perfect love for all that is holy, that he hates that which is not holy. In other words, since God loves all that is good, pure, and holy, he hates all that is evil, defiled, and profane. For example, A perfect love for marriage means that anything that would destroy marriage must be hated. And since God loves marriage perfectly, he hates divorce. Do you see how that works? Because God loves humility, he hates a proud look. Because God loves truth, he hates a lying tongue. Because because God loves life, He hates the hands that shed innocent blood. Because God loves justice, he hates the heart that devises wicked plans. Because God loves honesty, he hates a false witness who speaks lies. And because God loves unity, he hates the one who sows discord among brethren. And what we learn from this is that righteous hatred is a reflex of godly love. Righteous hatred is a reflex of godly love. As Christians who are equipped with the Spirit of God to love the things that God loves, we should also hate the things that God hates. In other words, if we know that God hates something, we should hate it as well. Because God hates divorce, we should hate divorce. 
Because God hates pride, we should hate pride. Because God hates hands that shed innocent blood, we should hate hands that uh, shed innocent blood. Now, somebody might be thinking to themselves, it's one thing for God to hate something because he's God, right? He can do that righteously. But we're not God, and we're not perfect in righteousness like God is. Um, Therefore, we should leave the hating to God, and our job is to focus on love, loving God, loving our neighbor, and leave it at that. Well, certainly we are commanded to love, and that is a a, um, a principle of application that applies to virtually everything we do. Yet, consider the commendation that Jesus gave to the church uh, of Ephesus in Revelation 2. In the context of telling the church all the things that they were doing wrong, Jesus commended them for doing at least one thing right. And what was that one thing that they were doing right? Jesus said in Revelation 2, 6, because this you do have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Do you see the connection there? Jesus hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans and he commends the church of Ephesus for hating those deeds as well. So here's the principle that we can derive from scripture. We need to love the things that God loves and we need to hate the things that God hates. We need to love what God loves and hate what God hates. Where God has told us he hates something, we should hate it. Where God has told us he loves something, we should love that. And yet, in reality, in practice, we so often do just the opposite. Sometimes we hate the things that God loves. For example, you might hate submission to godly authority. You might hate the beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. You might hate esteeming others better than yourself. You might hate blessing those who persecute you. You might hate turning the other cheek and going the extra mile. And then other times, we love the things that God hates. You might love being a busybody in other people's business. You might love lusting in your heart after the forbidden woman. You might love spreading gossip and revealing secrets. You might love holding grudges against people who have wronged you. You might love taking vengeance into your own hands. Brothers and sisters, when we love the things that God hates or hate the things that God loves, we commit sin. We commit sin anytime we hate what God loves or love what God hates. And if the Bible tells you that God hates something, then you should hate it as well. And if the Bible tells you that God loves something, then you should love it as well. To do otherwise puts you in opposition to God, puts you on the other side of the boundary with God, has you working against God, and has you sinning against God. And so where the Holy Spirit is born witness to you of your own personal sin, whether hating the things that God loves or loving the things that God hates or any other sin that the, the, the Spirit has burdened your heart with, remember that God pardons and, and forgives 
all who truly repent while trusting in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. And because repentance includes confession, we confess our sins to the Lord. 